Hey everyone, producer Blake here. We all thought it would be fair to issue a blanket warning up front here. Uh, we sometimes like to get raunchy on this show and deal with offensive subject matter, uh, but I think V.C. Andrews takes it to a whole nother level. Her books are not actually for teens, and if you know V.C. or if you've read My Sweet Audrina, you know uh, <laughs> why I might issue just a, a blanket warning here. Um, my personal advice is just don't. But uh, it, if you enjoy uh, this kind of thing, if you enjoy V.C. Andrews stuff, I, I think you'll, you'll be fine. You kind of know what you're in for. Um, My Sweet Audrina is a book that contains sexual assault, maybe some offensive stereotypes for good measure, uh, just gnarly sex stuff in general. Some not-so-nice words are, are used in this episode, but uh, I think they're within... <laughs> I want to say within the right context. I don't know if that exists, but we uh, we, we try to be decent people about it. Anyway, yeah, I, I felt it was fair to warn you up front uh, so you know what you're in for. And like I said, if uh, old heads know, um, if you've read V.C. Andrews, uh, you know what you're in for. So everybody uh, strap in, buckle up, and without further ado, your regularly scheduled programming. I was named after my dead sister, Audrina. Every Sunday of my childhood, we had to visit her grave. My father and mother only hoped that I might one day be as lovely and special as she had been. My Aunt Elspeth, my mother's older sister, always came with us to the cemetery. She and my cousin Vera had lived in the house for as long as I could remember. The first Audrina will always be the best Audrina. My cousin Vera didn't have a father, so she was always trying to steal mine. She knew he loved the first Audrina more than anyone else in his life. I'll try hard to be more like her papa. Thank you, my darling. The first Audrina died just before I was born. She was nine years old. No one would tell me exactly what had happened to her. But because of her, I was never allowed to enter the woods or even go to school. And I certainly was not allowed to talk to boys. Even though, on the rare occasions that I saw a caretaker's son, Arden, he always had a smile. Look straight ahead. Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? We discuss just completely <laughs> sickened books that are not for young adults and are not for adults <laughs> and should not be read by anyone and are sick and I should not be forced to read and I am completely upset. And what book did we read this month that fits that criteria? Uh, a little thing called... A little thing is generous because it is not little. My sweet Audrina. Who wrote it? Our old friend, V.C. Andrews. And today 
we have a special guest who is currently playing with Pokemon. <laughs> and no, just already left. Who just walked away. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, this is our, look, our first I, guest walk out. I will say, anytime that anyone brings up VC Andrews, <laughs> I also walk out of the room and I'm simply not interested. No, so no, no. Walking out. My dog was getting hey. some attitude. I'm, into, I'm so interested that. in VC Andrews. We got dogs with attitudes. No dogs with attitudes on this podcast. Cats with attitudes. Here popping it's, on. It's like a one of those big dog shirts where it's like just just a tough guy with attitude, and it's like a just a big dog wearing uh, like dark shades, like forming a muscle. Yeah, that's that's what Hannah is yep. working with with dogs. That's right. That sweet giggle you hear. That is our special guest today, Hannah Tennyson. Hi. Former. Way to dox her. Former. Yeah. Oh. Wait, we always say oh. last names. No, you could say it. Well, Hannah, do you not want me to say your last name? No, you can Too say it. Too it's, late. Yeah. I mean, we even post it with the episode description, so. I Well, in, enjoy when the Antifa thugs come to your house and hold a, <laughs> a candlelight vigil <laughs> outside of it. I mean, if they want to come to Korea, go ahead. Yeah, are there Antifa thugs in South Korea currently? I don't know how many how many pro Trump rallies are there are there in, in, in there are That's a good question yeah there are oh, yeah I'm sure there are it's I see them I see like these old people why, why would you care about Trump another signs? country's president like why? because Korea why and America are very tied that's true yeah I mean there are policy yeah. alignments that some people would would care about so it makes sense well Hannah. Thank mm. you for uh, reading this book and being on our show today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Hey, it Hannah. It was a delight to read. Why were you selected to be on this show? Well, um, we don't have to make her answer that. No, wait. <laughs> I can tell you why right now. A long time ago, I said that if we reached a certain number of ratings uh, yes. and written ratings on our... Uh, Apple Music. For, yeah, uh... Apple Podcasts for our show, <laughs> that we would read... Another VC Andrews book, and that book would be My Sweet Audrina. And Hannah left a review that said, The public demands VC Andrews, and then just wrote, The title explains it all. And that's all she wrote and gave us a five star review. Thank you, Hannah, for that. <laughs> but uh, because I actually know this person, I reached out and said, Guess what? You have to read this book with us. So, Hannah, is this your first experience with a VC Andrews book? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you uh, never read, like, Flowers in the Attic or anything? No. Mm. I remember That's looking amazing. at the cover, like, Waiting in Line at Dylan's or something. Those books. The, <laughs> the Dyke. <laughs> Why is Dylan selling that? Because they have that <laughs> they little have rack of, like, books. mass market bestsellers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was it the one with the die cut, the keyhole in the cover? You look yeah. at the face inside? Hell Yeah. Yeah, those are very Wait, intriguing did, books. Oh, My Sweet Audrina has a little die cut, right? Well, it does, but this <gasps> the original well, one. Yeah. yeah. Depending on which one you have, because I have the one that is the Twilight knockoff mm. for young adults. Yeah. And this book is absolutely not for young adults. No. Yeah. Um, but the- once again, even though the protagonist is like, what, nine, ten years old <laughs> when we start the book? Yeah. I mean, and grows into young womanhood. Uh, Lolita. Is a young woman, and I would not. It, it, Lo- I would not. <laughs> but Lolita is not told from her perspective either. It's right. told from the perspective well, of the pedophile who's right. in love with her. Right. So yeah. let's start this. Over. Okay. <laughs> God, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. So my sweet Audrina. Um, 
before we start, um, does anyone have any uh, theme drinks or snacks or anything to go along with this uh, this masterpiece by VC Andrews that we're going to discuss today? Um, I'm drinking rainwater found under the golden rain tree. Was that the tree? <laughs> it was. You're right. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm drinking. Nice. Josh? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a cut water lime tequila margarita because it is 12.5% alcohol Whoa. by volume. And I need that to get through this discussion today. <laughs> so that is my theme drink, Blake. My theme drink is a Jim Beam can of Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey and cola. Because, uh, same reason. This is what I need to function just to get through. The podcast. Uh, should I mention that uh, I did not read the book, but I watched the movie, mm-hmm. the, what is it, Lifetime movie Life, based li- on the book? A Lifetime original, parental discretion. Mm-hmm. And that the uh, audio clip you heard is from the very beginning of that movie, mm-hmm. which was quite incredible. It was an 88-minute <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> wow. And I want to... Title this episode, M. Night Shyamalan Presents. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For reasons that will become clear later, mm-hmm. V.C. Andrews, my sweet Audrina. You know he likes these twists. Loves them twists. That's me twisting. <laughs> She's doing mm. a key keyhole motion. There's a lot of keyholes in this book, though. Am I right, guys? Yeah, uh, pff, there's a lot of... Yeah, there you are. Key- People always peeping and peeping yes. keyholes in V.C. Andrews books. It's a very common. Yeah. By the way, have you ever, like, I just got to ask, has anyone ever really peeked through a keyhole and been able Not to see anything? Not since the 1890s, no. Okay. Maybe wondering. a glory hole, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Have, you're, saying, you're saying you've peeped through a glory hole. Just, just to well, find Well, those are glory. the modern equivalent of uh, keyholes. <laughs> so, sure. Sense. Okay, well. I did do a tiny bit of research. If you want more information about uh, VC Andrews herself, feel free to uh, revisit our million yeah. series, million goddamn episodes about VC They're about really... the Ganger yeah. family um, that we did whenever we first started this podcast. But this book was published in 1982, and it was the only standalone novel that was published in VC's lifetime. She died of breast cancer in 1986. So oh. this was the only standalone. Everything else was a series. VC based the character of Vera, her health and her injuries after her own experience falling down a school staircase and the subsequent issues that she had after that. As far as culturally, uh, I don't know what impact you can really say this uh, book had on our culture, but in 1987, Toys Went Berserk, an Australian post-punk band, recorded a song called Audrina. Um, and then in who can, 2001, who can forget it? Who can forget it? <laughs> Classic banger, yeah. right? The, just a warp tour, main stage every year. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> was good. I loved watching them at Lollapalooza. Um, in 2001, the Norwegian black metal band Ancient, which hey Tom, our good <laughs> friend Tom, do you know this band? Tom knows them. <laughs> okay, they released uh, Audrina, my sweet. 
which was in tribute to the book. She was born with a ghost face and name. Katrina Adair sometimes felt insane. She played lonely games with paint and stained glass. Paper dolls in the attic had a beard to her past. Who reads this book and is like, damn, I made a good song? Uh, yeah. People who are into goth culture? It is, it's kind of gothic. It's gothy. So um, My Sweet Audrina is also infamously included. Okay, this is kind of a weird segue, but if anyone knows about the case of Tara Calico, who is a missing person who was abducted in New Mexico in 1988, um... In 1989, a Polaroid was discovered in the parking lot of a convenience store in Port St. Joe, Florida, and it features an image of what is suspected to be Calico, the abducted woman, and an identified young man. Both of them are bound in the back of a van, and the mass market paperback of My Sweet Audrina is clearly positioned next to Tara Calico. This... Oh my God. Convinced Calico's mother that the woman in the Polaroid was actually Tara Calico because My Sweet Audrina was one of her favorite novels. And the woman also exhibited other physical characteristics similar to her daughter. But the what? FBI never confirmed what the fuck? that the woman was Calico. Crazy. Look it up. Look up the picture. Uh, so, well, number one, trigger warning. Uh, it's disturbing. Uh, well, I said mm. trigger warning for everything we're going to fucking talk about. But I also, I will that say. That too? Mm. Forgot just, to say that. But... Just so. Our podcast becomes huge. We are now a true crime podcast, and we are going <laughs> yes. to we are going we to are. figure out the this case all around VCN. We hey. we investigate why someone's favorite book would be My Sweet Audrina. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah, it, it's a mystery. It is. It is a goddamn mystery. <laughs> like what? You'd have to have such a diseased mind. Well, like I yeah. was telling Hannah, maybe 40 years ago, this book read totally different mm. than it does in 19... Or, I mean, I'm sorry, maybe it read totally different <laughs> in 1982 than uh, it okay. does read in 2020. Maybe. Josh is doing a... Yeah, uh, back, back before doing horrible things was bad. <laughs> it's like that office joke with... with Rick, 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 <laughs> yeah. Blake, you can before do it. Racism was, before racism was bad, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean... Let's face it, this book was written in 1982 and women could just start, like, having their own credit cards. So really, is it that far off that women were treated so horribly in the the 80s? The times have changed, but... They have changed now, but in in 82, I mean... Anyway, I I don't want to... Okay. I don't want to go there. But... Just to say, the case does just remain open. So Hannah if anyone just, has Hannah any is just information, sitting in her uh, chair, looking like, "Why did I do this?" <laughs> the regret, the regret sets in with everyone. It's okay. Yeah, it's no. okay. Every, every one of our guests. This needs to be an unsolved mystery. It though. does. It does need to be on it. It might be. Um, nobody yeah. has ever been found, and no arrests have ever been made. And the case remains open. What if the abducted girl? is still with us, but they erased her memory and told her she was someone else. <laughs> Ooh. Spoiler oh. fucking alert, Blake. I'm just, I'm trying to get you into the plot of the book. Let's go. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not done talking about the history okay. of the book, but right. that's fine. No, continue. Yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll no, go. no, Blake, keep talking over women. Yeah, fine. I so, just want you to And I will talk over a man me. who is talking over a woman. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. And, and silence, it takes a- silence all voices. It takes a big man to talk over a woman. It takes an even bigger man to talk over that man. Yes. God damn it. Damn it. You guys suck. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'll, so, cu- I'll cut it. Um, in 2016, as we've said, uh, Lifetime adapted My Sweet Audrina, and the VC Andrews ghostwriter Andrew Niederman, Andrew Niederman released White Fern, a sequel to mixed reviews and unfavorable reactions by core VC Andrews fans. Wow. The, the real heads so. were not feeling it. <laughs> Old heads. <laughs> Don't read White Fern, y'all. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> what could they possibly have done with this? Never mind. I don't want to know. Taking this material and making it worse, uh, Niederman can do it. I'll tell you that. If anyone can. If there's one man who could do it, it's Niederman. Yeah. Also, what I thought was funny was when I was like researching this and I was reading the Wikipedia article, they just capitalized. They just say the ghostwriter, Andrew Niederman, and ghostwriter is capitalized. Which they're talking about Marvel Comics character Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. He's a skeleton that rides okay. a motorcycle. The, the, okay. the assassination of VC Andrews by the coward Andrew Niederman is what it should say. <laughs> I'm going to go in and ed- uh, edit the wiki tonight. Oh, boy. Do it. Do it. Do you no, have powers no, to no, do no, that? No. You can, I think, maybe. But uh, people have to approve it, right? Uh, I will It'll say be... I have been locked out of editing Wikipedia pages okay. after. <laughs> After some wiki crimes I have done in the past. Yeah. Jo- Josh got drunk, erased Billy Long's entire page. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember what I did. I I did go in and um, change something just so I could, like, screen cap it as a joke. And <laughs> and I did, and it worked, and then I got blocked. But from, you got blocked. Yeah, yeah you no, get blocked for that. I can't edit anymore. You get a smack. Yeah. All right. Well... Okay. I guess we should just start talking about this book. Yeah. Where to start? Uh... <laughs> the characters? <laughs> I guess. Um, Page one. We're just going to read the whole book. We're just going to read right. it. Hold on. It, Let me start. Uh, everybody buckle in. One. There was something strange about the house where I grew up. All right. No. Okay. No. Uh, so this book is all told from Audrina's perspective. Audrina is... At the beginning of the book, she's very uncertain of time. Nobody in the house reveals their true ages. Clocks are never set to the accurate time, so they're constantly just... Are they just all over the place? All like, over the place, just going off at all kinds of times. Just just cuckoo clocks all hours of the day. Right. All hours of the day. <laughs> just just putting a, a alarm clock set every like 19 minutes on... 20 different iPhones, just like... Which is how I have to get myself up in the morning. That is literally what I wake up to, (laughs) and it's hell. Sorry about that. Um, There are no calendars in the house. The name of the house, by the way, is White Fern, because they live in a fancy Victorian mansion, and it's got to have a name. Um, There are not even old calendars. Newspapers never come on the right days, and Audrina... (laughs) That's That's harder to pull off. Uh, Well... It happens in this book. Idrina cannot recall early childhood or anything early childhood, early childhood or anything about the past. She is actually the second Audrina. She had an older sister who we'll just refer to as the first Audrina. And um, instead what, of saying second Audrina, we'll just call her Audrina. What, can so. can we OG? Can we say OG? Can we say that one is the first and sweetest and best Audrina? And one is mm-hmm. the second piece of shit, Audrina. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. Sucky, Audrina. I agree with Hannah. That's totally fair. Just what I've heard from people. I mean, from people, people in this are, book. Maybe people are from... saying, folks, we don't like we don't like a uh, new Audrina very much, do we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't even do it. 
Um, we need the soundboard. <laughs> she is. I wish that. Get her out of here. That's what uh, Vera would say yeah. about uh, the second Audrina. Vera does not like second Audrina at all. Ooh. And by the way, Vera is second Audrina's cousin. She lives in Whitefern with her mother, her father, her cousin, and her aunt Elsbeth. Why don't you just say Audrina and original Audrina? Elsbeth. That's cleaner. Look, we got an Audrina and we got a, a <clears throat> Audrina remix. Audrina classic. Yeah. Audrina classic and Audrina <laughs> remix. Audrina 2.0. Audrina, Audrina club mix. So um, <laughs> all she knows about the uh, first Audrina is that she died nine years before she was born. She was killed in the woods after trigger warning being raped by multiple attackers. <laughs> That's a good trigger warning. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> got there right in time, Jessica. Guys. Jesus. Can I just say, if you see VC Andrews or a VC Andrews book, yeah, it's it's, it's we, one big will, trigger warning. I think they, we should do, you know, I'll do blanket trigger up front. Just don't even, just don't. Her name yes. should be changed to VCW for <laughs> yeah, okay for content warning. For content warning. Yeah, there we go. Or yeah, the okay. VFW for content warning. Like the, the what? W- oh, yeah. the V the. The VFW, <laughs> the Veterans of J- Veterans just, of Foreign Wars. <laughs> what? The? Yeah, I don't know. Makes make that. Tracks. I just remember no, going good. to the VFW bar. Yeah, in Concordia, Kansas, and that place needed a trigger warning. Hey, I've, Hannah, do you remember whenever we decided to dress up as communists for a Halloween one year, and we went <laughs> yeah. to where did we go? The military I think, surplus. Store? I think I saw you guys yeah. on that night. Yeah, and I was like, uh. I was trying to remember. We did different factions of communists. You were like Soviet communist. Mm-hmm. You were probably Che Guevara, I bet. I think I was. Yeah. Like me and Jack were more like, anyway, it doesn't matter. We were I was 19. banging that night, though. Oh, my I, God. I was playing a show that Hannah night. Was, and Hannah was Pol Pot. And, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've played a, a VFW, come to think of it. Yeah. Well, good for you, Blake. Yeah, okay, good so- for me. Cool. I get gigs. We get it, Blake. Yeah. God, no, Twenty um twenty years ago I get gigs. So uh anyway, the poor uh current Audrina sees photos of first Audrina everywhere. They keep the first Audrina's playroom as a shrine, and in this playroom, our current Audrina is forced to go and sit in a rocking chair and Rock back and forth while singing weird, creepy songs like Jesus Loves Me, which I think is a creepy song. Whenever you hear it sung horror movie style, it's very scary. I will say some would argue that Mm -hmm. it is a banger that Blake needs to do a remix for and like just bring it in DJ style. And if if Avicii... I'll I'll drop the beat. If Avicii was still alive, like... Mch, 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 yeah. Behind Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah. That that song fucking goes. There has to be like a, a rave mix <laughs> of that crap. I'm gonna look. Blake's gonna find one. Yeah, I'm, 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 gonna say, I'm gonna look for this. I'm pretty sure Moby did it. I probably had the album. <laughs> it was on play. It was on play. Was like yeah, a secret yeah. hidden track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Audrina is forced by her father, who is obsessed with first Audrina to sit in a rocking chair in First Audrina's playroom and rock back and forth until she becomes in a trance-like mode in an attempt to make her just like the first and best Audrina and to fill the holes in her memory. I do not understand this ritual. 
other than I guess it sets a creepy tone for the book. I don't understand how this works. Yeah. Uh, later on, it actually harms her because she is reliving traumatic experiences um, over and over again, by the way. Right. So I don't really, if someone could explain to me how this is helping her, I would <laughs> like to know. It doesn't help her. It helps the uh, creepy mood of the book. Yeah. That's what I suggested. It, it helps it be a low rent Blumhouse movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before Blumhouse, Blumhouse. there was VC. So the uh, Audrina is homeschooled by her mother and her aunt. She is completely isolated. She is not allowed to leave the mansion and especially is warned over and over to never, ever, ever, ever go into the woods. (laughs) This family has strange routines, which I think... I feel like these routines take up the first half of the book before any mm. plot really occurs. Yes. Like it, it's just describing like their Sunday ritual of visiting first Audrina's grave. The weird Tuesday e- tea e- times. E- every goddamn week they they gotta like just roll by that grave. Why do they do this? Gotta visit that grave. Then they have Tuesday tea times with her mother and her aunt Elsbeth and their uh sorry, hold on. Aunt Mercy Marie, hmm. who is dead. The mother, whose name is Lucetta, also called Lucky, and the Aunt Elsbeth just put this photo of the dead aunt up on top of a piano. And then the women get drunk. They're drinking tea laced heavily with bourbon and then doing the voice of the aunt. Oh my God. But they're really just passively aggressively insulting each other as they take turns voicing the ant correct this, this was not in the movie yes. by the way uh, i can i say a uh, theme drink everyone also here has uh, tea with bourbon and we, <laughs> yeah and we, and we are <laughs> forcing <laughs> forcing uh doing the thing yeah <laughs> so Audrina is forced to go to these tea times for her social education, and Vera is very upset about it and will even skip school to come and spy on the tea times to learn family secrets because the women get drunk and just start insulting each other and sharing family secrets because in VC Andrew's world, every family has deep, dark secrets Secrets. (laughs) that eventually come out. Is there like a... Like really heavily researched biography of VC Andrews and like whatever trauma she has, because not I'm not saying that text necessarily has to be because of what the author <laughs> you know what I mean like but lady something something's up there. yeah this uh, I don't know about this no I agree I agree and actually Josh <laughs> we should do that we would sell zillions of books yes. By the way, we would. Um, so now we're, so, we're going to do a true crime podcast and also mm-hmm. a deep dive into VC Andrews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Audrina's older cousin, Vera, has a brittle bone disease. If anyone has ever seen the M. Night Shyamalan movie <laughs> Unbreakable. Or Glass. Or Glass. Yeah. Check. Maybe you're familiar uh, with this uh, uh, Unbreakable masterpiece, glass glass bigger masterpiece. Glass would rather die than watch that again. Glass, uh, something that came out on my birthday. 
and I was so excited for, and I had to oh, drag my. Jessica kicking and uh, screaming to come watch uh, it. <laughs> like, like her, um, her loyalty to me as as a friend uh, was it was shocking that she came and watched it because she does not like. You're welcome. Yeah, no, thank you. I got I got really drunk and ate a pretzel, so I had a good time. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I was vi- excited to go and and then deeply disappointed. I think it was because you liked them. Um, what was the what was the movie before Glass? I no uh, Split. I did split. not. I did not like Split. I thought you liked Split. Mm, no, no, I'm 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 the Split defender. Okay. Yeah, I really don't care for that director other than like The Sixth Sense. And Unbreakable. You like that. Unbreakable has its moments, but Masterpiece. then it has horrible, horrible crap in it, too. I, I liked, uh, I, what was I, the one with the little boy who pooped his pants and had to wear it on his head or something? Oh, my God. Signs or something? Who down. cares? I want to point out that Hannah is staring off into the middle distance right oh, now. Man. And oh, her man. her hand <laughs> is... Her hand is in her mouth, and she's just... I really want her to contribute, and I keep pausing, and she never says anything. Hey, oh, I watched one of them, but I'm trying to remember which one it is that oh, okay. I saw. Maybe was it kind of recent? It was. I remember seeing it in Korea, like in a theater. Glass. Both were. Maybe. Oh, the, the the poop pants one. <laughs> With... But I I also uh... can't remember it like at all, which is kind of well, it's because it was. Me. <laughs> completely forgettable, Hannah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. In and out. <laughs> so people might argue otherwise. That's, but this isn't the Shyamalan cast. <laughs> well, well, it's going to be in a, a in a bit. He so, does these twists. Uh, to get off that segue, Vera <laughs> is suffering from brittle bone disease. So basically, anytime she falls over, she breaks a bone, which happens quite frequently in this book. She is either pushed or tackled, or trips, yes. um, and is constantly breaking legs, arms, both legs and arms, ribs, and really likes uh, being a convalescent so she can get attention from Damien, who is the father of the first and second Audrina, and her uncle. Damien Adair. Yeah. Damien Adair. Is that a <laughs> hot name, Hannah? No. Okay. I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Agree to disagree. It's it's kind of a hot name. Yeah, I mean, it's a very romantic name. Can okay? Can can you name us? Give us give us a name that is a hot name. I don't know. I can't. Names aren't hot. Oh shit! That's just like red flag name. Damien Adair sounds like red. flag No, it is a red flag name. (laughs) It does sound like kind of evil, kind of a bad boy. No, right? Like, like, yeah, a rich person, a rich person. Seeing the name, yeah, yeah. It's like Elon Musk is the yeah. Yeah. Like, but seeing the name Damien is like one just hacky to see as someone's name, but. Yeah, it's like oh oh, so this person's evil, but also yeah. Uh, here, can I give you a real evil name? Mm. Donald J. Trump, Baron Trump, <laughs> Baron Baron Trump is that's right. An evil I'm, I'm, that does. I, I'm I'm just sounds evil. I'm just speaking truth. Baron, you come out now, and <laughs> you <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Axe body spray has has already attacked. The this insurgency, Baron. <laughs> it's if, true, it's Baron. True. You coward. <laughs> yeah. What? What if he opened up like a Facebook account or like a Twitch or something and was like, "I I do not stand 
with was with, she, like kind of like a Kelly Sue Conway's daughter on like mm. TikTok where she's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Baron, what, but it, it would Baron, it would be like it would be like his dad using Baron's account to like say stuff though yeah it's true. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Okay, talking about Vera. So Vera is also chapter uh, chapter two, page. No, we're farther than that because I'm trying to condense oh, all God. the routines. Um, because really, that's all the first part of the book is just just talking about the routines that Audrina has to suffer through in her home. But Vera is also characterized as a nymphomaniac, <sighs> slutty lady. <laughs> like I don't know what else to say. There are points where she is uh lying around openly masturbating while reading romance novels. Whoa. That was yeah. not in the lifetime movie. There are no, I not. wish it I wish it was. What was in the lifetime movie though? There was some weird stuff. It'll spoil it if I if I say okay. it. Okay. But she does say something really gross about babies uh and she just kind of flirts a lot. You should put that right here. You know, I think there's something deeply erotic about babies. <laughs> they suck on your boobs all day long. If that's not erotic, I don't know what That's is. enough. Gross! Like, what? This, w- this made it on the air? We do know, though, that V.C. Andrews, according to past books, and maybe that's where the, uh, the screenplay... The adaptation got the idea. She loves to write about uh, women having their breast kissed. So maybe this person <laughs> maybe was that like is very erotic to breastfeeding her. your babies, just like having your uh, breasts kissed constantly. For, so yeah. uh, I guess that makes sense in the screenwriter's mind. Maybe? I think I who, still think who was definitely, by the way, a man, because <laughs> there's no way that a woman would ever write the lines. Suckling a baby is erotic because didn't I maintain they're that just constantly. I think it Earlier hurts. Episodes. Can, yeah, I didn't I say it VC? does hurt? Can my didn't I say she was a virgin? Can, <laughs> yes, yes. No, I was thinking about okay. that. That you said that when thinking about this, and I, I would say you're wrong because if a, a real man wrote this, it would say getting your biggins kissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. You're right. You're right. Uh, so Vera is basically the sluttiest slut who has ever slutted. She um, also even. I, at this very young age. Sorry, Hannah. I highlighted that she always has her nails filed to sharp points, which I thought was an interesting description. <laughs> always filed to sharp points. She was very on top of the the nail look that is very popular now. It yeah. Is, She's the almond yeah. shape. She was ahead of her time. Very ahead of her time as far <laughs> but as... But this was when she was so. also, like... It was at the beginning of the book, so she was, what, like, 12 or something at the beginning? Yeah. Fi- filing that- her nails uh- down to points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's a bad girl. You gotta yeah. get that in there immediately. So, one day, because Audrina cannot keep track of time, she learns that they have new neighbors who are renting the cottage on their property... And Vera knows them. One is the boy who gave her some Valentine's Day chocolates that she cha- that she taunted Audrina with. And Vera also likes to tell Audrina that the whole school knows her and thinks that she is crazy. Um, Audrina decides to take control of her uh, life and starts keeping a daily journal and writing down days to keep track of time. 
We also learned that her mother is pregnant and a new sibling will be coming in November or December. And at some point, Audrina catches Vera in the first Audrina's rocking chair. Vera claims that Damien wants her to have Audrina's gifts. And there's an altercation and Vera falls and breaks four ribs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Which I highlighted Um, and said, like, WTF. There are so many highlights I have at the beginning of the book, but then I realize, like, oh, this is just going to keep happening constantly throughout the book. So I That's quit. That's how this notes. book is. If there is nothing that this book is is not, this book is nothing if not repetitive. Yes. There we go. Like the like I said, it's just all these weird routines over and over again. And I don't know if that is to maybe make the reader feel as lost as Audrina. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what she's trying to do there. But that's that is a lot of credit to VC mm. on this one. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe. So, um, Audrina one day wanders into the woods, even though she's not supposed to, because she wants to meet the new neighbors. And as she's walking through the woods, she's like, "Hmm, even though I've never been in the woods, these woods feel familiar to me." Um, that's when she meets. Well, she sees a young boy. It is Arden, and she watches him curiously. And Arden senses she's there and calls out to her and calls her rude for not thanking him for chocolates that he gave her. They have a discussion. Eventually, she hears her father calling for her and she leaves. And that's when her father tells her that she is not to visit the Lowe's as they are social unequals. (laughs) So Damien Adair is just a big old weird pervy snob. That's what I'm learning here. Classes. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Did Josh leave us? Maybe. Maybe he went to the bathroom. I don't know. He's Come supposed on, to say man. potty time. He didn't Yeah, a potty alarm. Maybe we all need the potty too. We're supposed to coordinate this. Yeah, I need another drink. I would have liked to have left. Now, fine, just take a break. Um, well, we can't because then Josh will come back and get all confused. He will be. He'll be disoriented. and all right, Just plow <laughs> through. So We don't need him. <laughs> when yeah. Audrina gets home, um, there is a woman over to protect the sex of the baby that Lucky is carrying. Oh, Damien yeah. wants to know if it's a boy. To try to predict a sex, she does the thing where she holds like a necklace with like a some kind of pendant or charm over the belly. And depending upon which way the pendant will start swinging, will determine the sex of the baby. The pendant never moves in like a real pattern that's consistent. Um, and that's when she says, what you're carrying isn't male or female. Awesome. So. What? Yeah. Yes. What well, I agree with. I don't, what, is, what is that implying in this disease? It, well, book? I thought that it was going to be a monster baby. Yeah. That's what it's I the, thought. It's, it's but it wasn't. Devil. Or it wasn't. I thought maybe it was like going to be a, um, maybe an undetermined gender an inter- child. Inter- yeah. Intersex yeah. Like child? an intersex child. I couldn't think of the term. Yeah, I'm sure this book would... Uh, deal with that really really well i i feel like i feel like if vc were still around and had a twitter i feel like she'd be having some extremely good takes on she and jk rowling would be on just she and jk rowling would team up they'd be on one every morning yeah. yeah so after that incident um arden decides to take audrina and vera fishing when after they are done when audrina is changing out of her swimsuit she looks around and realizes that all her clothes are gone including her swimsuit this scene was naughty in the movie i mean as naughty (laughs) as lifetime can get 
well, which she's, is PG thirteen. No, she's completely I, I, naked. Blake, I was Sorry. scandalized. Did, did you, you watch the movie, by the way? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, okay, they weren't. We there there wasn't. There wasn't nudity. Instead, no, she but was it, in it, it like a. Blake, we almost we almost saw him. We almost we almost saw biggins. Actually, there weren't there weren't biggins. You almost saw the biggins uh, of like well, 20... I, I don't like I don't want to get into this, but in the you book she's not developed. In the no, book, it's it, like yeah, clearly exactly. yeah. okay. In the movie, the movie the she's woman like twenty. Who was playing oh. Vera? Who um, was supposed to be like what thirteen? Was forty five? Was literally like twenty nine. And the woman playing right. Audrina yeah, yeah, yeah. was so about it's not twenty. Right. I know. So, so there, it's not, there were no, some biggins. The woman who played Audrina looked like a child. She looked like she was 13. Mm. The woman who played Vera looked like she was 30. Like, <laughs> she, it, was it was very it was like, strange. If they had cast Sarah Paulson to play this part, you know what I mean? Not Sarah Paulson. Someone like, like it that. Was, you know what I mean? they American, could, they could, American yeah. Horror yeah. Story, V.C. Andrews presents uh, My Sweet Audrina kind of thing. Don't give anyone, don't give him any ideas. By that, I mean <laughs> the guy who makes those movies. He's <laughs> the TV shows. Ryan. Ryan Murphy. His name? Yeah. Ryan Murphy. I watched. Yeah. I watched the prom, so I will not give him any ideas. Okay, don't do that. Um. Anyway, her father, of course, is looking for her. Finds her naked. He is angry, and he takes Audrina to where the first Audrina's body was found, just to remind her, "Hey, uh, you shouldn't be naked in the woods with a boy because you'll die." Um. And he makes a deal with Audrina eventually that she can visit Billy and Arden only once a week, but. She must do the creepy rocking ritual uh, as many times as he wants with oh, no complaint. Grief. So, anyway, what does he get out of this? Just this perversion? <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. Does anyone no. understand? No. Even He's at the end, I, I didn't understand. I, I don't understand the rocking ritual, and I never will. Something oh, I want to ask. It out. Does the house have electricity? Because they it talk about be... gas lamps a lot in the book. They say like. I dimmed the gas lamp. And at some point she says, like, this is why we don't have electricity. But then the aunt has this TV. Yes. I okay. think they live They live in, like, a the village. Situ- Speaking of Shyamalan movies, they live in the village situation. <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> it tracks. Yeah. VC is actually a genius. And this is a metaphor for gaslighting. No. Well, we haven't gotten to that yet. But, of course, it is. <laughs> it... <laughs> <gasps> Oh, I think this came. It this is, came is long it? after. No, I, you know there was a movie called Gaslight Gaslighting that that came that, out. Well, that's way, where the term before. gaslighting yeah. came from. Yes. Was yeah, from yeah, the yeah. movie Gaslight. I'm, I'm oh, aware. yes. I'm I'm very happy. Good job, for, VC. For the, for the for the first my, time in my life, Hannah has actually thought I made a good point. It made something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I think it is to add to the confusion that Audrina constantly feels. Right. Yeah. The uh, yeah. And the reader, the confusion the reader has yes. as well. Yes. And if, if, you, this... if, if you can't control time, you can't control light, you can't control anything, you know, like you have no control over your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the TV is kind of taboo because if Audrina was able to watch it, then she could figure out like time. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> so I think that because she's not allowed to watch it, correct? Right. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there is a shirt incident where Vera purposely ruins an expensive silk shirt of Damien's. 
can can I say I? <laughs> Sorry, I, hold on. I, no, I just want to say I love the phrase. There's a shirt incident. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. I know. I purposely. <laughs> never mind. I, yeah. So she purposely scorches a silk shirt, blames it on Audrina because Audrina to Vera is a stupid, stupid, stupid girl who can't even. Uh, just has a rotten brain. I, I don't remember what she ins- she insults right. her constantly and calls yeah, her stupid. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Um, she uh, later claims that she repairs the shirt and uh, presents it to Damien, but she actually hawked her mother's jewelry to pay for a new expensive shirt. Um, at some point, the father decides to throw a party to cheer up his pregnant wife, who is six months pregnant. And at the party, the mom who was a trained concert pianist who gave up her career to marry Damien Adair. Well, she heard, plays... she heard a hot name and she couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't help and like hop on that. It's, it's true. Yeah. You can't help that. Uh, at the party, she um, plays like piano the... to enter. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> I was going to say, please do it. Like when women hear the name Josh Arnett, they're like, I will give up my life as a doctor if if you please, <laughs> please, please just allow me to be near you. Risk it all right, yeah. for Josh Arnett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes you have to do that. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. She also is drinking champagne at the party. And later that night, Audrina and Vera over here. Damien and Lucky fighting. They go, they lean, they peep into a keyhole, they listen and watch as they argue. Damien is yelling, and I'm going to quote this because I thought this was such a funny uh, thing to yell at someone. He yelled, you flirted, Lucetta, flirted, and in your condition, too. You cuddled so close to that teenage piano player on the bench, you seemed blended into one person. You jiggled. Your nipples could be seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> His book is nipple-obsessed. It's, it's like the, the well, RIP to this, but to the Trump tweet about how Barney Frank's <laughs> nipples were protruding like... <laughs> you, do you know what I'm talking about? Whose nipples? Barney Frank. The old... Oh, the, the, oh, the old... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I vaguely Massachusetts remember that. congressman where he's like... Mm-hmm. Disgraceful! His nipples were protruding through his shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, just gonna just gonna mi- miss kisses to R. the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, feel like shit. One and back. Right. No. <laughs> True words never said. <laughs> so as Vera and Audrina watch this argument ensue, uh, Damien strikes the mother and removes the belt, and that's when the girls run into the room to stop him. The next day is actually Audrina's ninth birthday. Well, at least she's told that it's her ninth birthday. Her mom starts having contractions, even though she is only six months pregnant. Arden brings Audrina a birthday present, um, which is a dress handmade by his mother and a journal so she can continue to keep track of time, basically, <laughs> is what he says. <laughs> um, I don't know if we've talked much about his mother, but... Um, Audrina has never seen her leave the home. She is always presented as talking to Audrina and Arden from the window, but mm-hmm. she never actually sees her any other way. So a baby is born unto 
the family, a little girl named Sylvia, and Lucky dies during childbirth. Vera, who is a very kind person, later tells Audrina that Lucky had a weak heart and Damien could have chosen her life over the baby, but was convinced that the baby would be a boy, so he let his wife die so he could have a son. But it was not a boy. It was a little girl. So (laughs) (laughs) after her mother's funeral, Audrina decides that she will make her mother's dreams come true and become a concert pianist, and she uses the rocking chair to communicate with her mother. Oh, my God. That wasn't in the movie. Was the rocking chair in the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she she recovers a memory of her mother teaching her to play piano when she was a young girl. So she does have a a memory that comes back to her of this moment. She's learning old skills. Yes. So... It's just, it's so, it's so insane. It's like she's going into the Matrix when she jacks into this rocking chair. It's a weird like, thing. I, I know piano now. <laughs> I, I, I forgot it, but now it's back. Um, so Audrina convinces her father to let her start taking piano lessons from a local tutor. His name is Lamar. Apparently, he is a Don Juan of the village. <laughs> <laughs> and Vera They call it village, don't they? They do call it village. Vera also wants piano lessons, but mainly just to hang with that hunky teacher. Oh. So Damien allows her to go also, but only once a week because who cares about Vera, right? <laughs> um even though her mother um, now me when I she see her out there with those beacons out by the lake. Vera how old is Vera supposed to be? Vera is only be? supposed to be a couple years older than so uh, what? Audrina. Fourteen. But if it, in the movie, is turning nine, then she'd be twelve. Or in 13. the movie, she's in 40, the movie. She is. So it's ha- she, she is. She is my. She's age appropriate for me at my age. Exactly. No, exactly. she really is. She's no. I'm literally not, she, a later millennial. Yeah. She's older than me. I'm thirty six. Yeah, she definitely looks older. Anyway, the the so the, uh, the Audrina character looks like a, a like a haunted child from a. She, from a she looks 20 she, no she looks, 20. She she looks, looks like a, 20 she looks like a 15 year old or so she's definitely an adult though uh, maybe uh, she looks she looks younger ba- based on the scenes at the end i'm gonna say that actor was not a child well okay, oh, okay. yes All right, right. <laughs> that would not be legal <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, okay let's talk to thora birch about some things eh, well kevin spacey i don't know Jesus. Okay. Let me be frank cut, here. Cut this episode. <laughs> cut the whole. Hey, take it out of the feed. Okay. Cut, so, cut, uh, cut, cut, cut ox. So, <laughs> they're removing us from the servers. Sorry, go ahead. So, Sylvia is still not um, living at home, even though it's been a year after Lucky's death. And Damien tells Audrina that she's not exactly normal. So, we don't know what to expect there. Um,. At piano lessons, Lamar questions why Audrina is not in school, and he promises to help her get into school. On her 11th birthday, Arden gives Billy a rose quartz necklace that he shaped into a rose, which he had once told her he would give to his future wife. And um, Audrina finally gets to go into the cottage and meet Billy. And this is supposed to be, I don't know, incredibly shocking, Maybe to an audience in 1982, 
Maybe. I don't know if it's really shocking to people now. No. Um, because we do not have maybe the same sensibilities as ABC Andrews. Um, but it turns out Dear that Lord, Billy I hope we is <laughs> Billy Arden's mother um, is an amputee. She is a double amputee. Um, she is a former Olympic ice skater who almost broke her leg um, on a bobby pin on the ice. It, why did you laugh? If I there is know. shit on the ice and your fucking no, skate hits it, you're gonna like. Why was fall. Bo- I was just like, why is a bobby pin on the ice? Well, What's maybe it doing there? the machine didn't clean very well. All right, oh the zamboni. Okay, maybe she was sabotaged by another ice skater. This Ooh, shit happens, Blake. It, it does. The mob. Yep. <laughs> so what was that guy's I name? I saw I Tanya. What? Yeah. Oh, the Italian guy's name. What was his name, Josh? Oh, fuck. are you talking uh, about uh, Joey Buttafuoco? Oh no, no that's, you're talking that's about Amy Jeff Fisher. Shit. Jeff, Jeff Scalu- uh, no, uh, fuck. I'm gonna go. Jeff with- Gugguli. 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 That's not his name. Galuli. Galuli. Whatever. Right. Cut, all, cut all this. Okay. Continue. Anyway, so. Um, I mean, if and you've then- if, if you've ever seen me try to ice skate, I just hold to the wall, and it takes me like 20 minutes to get around. So if I saw a bobby mm-hmm. pin, yeah. I would just. Start crying and call a bobby pin a- would massacre me. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Like I'm so bad at. <laughs> no, no, I I can't even roller skate, guys. I have no skills. No, uh-huh. I'm um, I, the, the guy against the wall. I just it. I just don't have that ability. I don't either. I have no. Josh, Josh on the sidelines, going why, why, why? <laughs> but it's but it's about a bobby pin. <laughs> I can well, skate. a bobby pin is a big deal if it's on the ice. You can well, skate. very cool, Hannah. Sure. Maybe you can. Oh, brag can you, much? Maybe, maybe you can hold my hand and drag me around the thing. <laughs> Help me get around the entire. I don't know uh, if you want me rink. to do that. It's called a rink. The, one, I just had a memory one of teaching Amanda you, Fowler how to skate, and I remember Amanda. Nice I, doc scene of Amanda, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry, it's okay. Amanda. I'll allow it. Too late. I like. Literally pushed her down a hill. I was like, okay, this is how you skate. And I just pushed her down a hill. I'm guessing this is roller skating, right? Yes, roller skating. Okay. No, it wasn't a big hill. I thought if she just goes, she'll get it. You know, if she just got that momentum. So it's kind of like when my uncle, who was a lifeguard, decided to teach me how to swim and just threw four-year-old Jessica into the deep end of the pool with no one there to catch her or safeguard her. And yes. I choked on water and almost drowned. And now I have a deathly fear of water. Yes, so, that's me. I'm thing. your uncle. Yep. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's <laughs> much like the time that Hannah took a gun and shot me in the chest <laughs> and said, well, now you'll you'll know how bullets feel. And the next time you won't be, you're not as scared anymore. Yeah. Next I time you'll have more like fun. like to help out my yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a... Hannah is a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys already on the last episode, you were like, the next guest is very contentious. You either love I her or you hate her. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're a I coin appreciate flip. any. She doesn't care who she offends. I said you're a coin flip. Like, I appreciate half- that notoriety. It makes me feel very cool. She's like the Joker <laughs> baby. <Yeah. laughs> no, you are you are you are the goddamn joke. You are uh 
Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. You're <laughs> you nowadays, might murder you might murder me or you might just walk <laughs> away. <laughs> There's no other option. Here I'm very uncool. Sometimes I tell my friends here like stories of back in the day of Springfield, Missouri, and they're just like gooped and gagged. Like they're shocked that I was <laughs> such a monster. That you were bad. <laughs> yeah. That I was bad, period. <laughs> All right. So Billy, uh, instead of breaking her leg, she gets a cut on her leg that never heals. And that's when they discover that she has diabetes. And the cut eventually leads to a double mutation of both legs. At that point, her career is over and her husband leaves her. But good news, guys. Audrina is going to be allowed to start public school because Lamar met with her father and threatened him um, with... Uh, turning him into truant officers. I don't know who would enforce making you take your child to school, but whatever. Right. Um, so because of that, the Damien agrees to send her to school, but instead he sends her to a private school, whereas Vera goes to public school, which also pisses Vera off. Um, basically when Audrina starts school, she has to dress like Marianne from the babysitters club. She <laughs> wants more than anything to fit in and dress like, Vera in t-shirts and jeans, but instead she has to wear skirts, blouses, sweaters, and dresses. Braids. Probably braids. She has a hard time fitting in because of vulgar jokes that students tell, and Mm. she can't play flirty chase games with boys at recess because when she does, she has visions of her sister's attack in the woods. I wish this part were in the movie, but I'm certain they they didn't want to pay more actors and background actors to, to fill a school. Yeah, probably. Because this wasn't there at all. No. So, um, uh, Vera starts telling um, Audrina that Lamar is well known for seducing virgins. And I wrote, like, Telly and kids. <laughs> Sorry. Don't make me say it. Has anyone seen the feature film Kids? <laughs> Um, of, of course. Okay, of course, thank of course, you. Thank Josh you. I, yeah. I've, I've watched all of Larry Clark's uh, just completely horrible movies. All, okay. all of his pornography. Yeah. Seen it all. I, I so. mean, lock him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, this makes Audrina very uncomfortable around Lamar, which upsets him um, because he feels that she is uncomfortable around him and doesn't really want to do uh, lessons with him anymore. Lamar warns her that Vera is competing with her. And that she wants everything that Audrina wants. She wants her boyfriend. She wants the love of her father. And she's jealous of Audrina and dangerous and to beware of Vera. Um, Vera announces that she's no longer a virgin and has had sex with Lamar. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. To kind of go through here very quickly. There's always... very... Bad girl. Yeah. So, Aunt Elspeth... Um, who has basically taken over Lucky's role in running the household, tells Audrina that Sylvia is finally coming home, but warns Audrina not to get too attached, that that's exactly what Damien wants, because he wants Audrina to stay at home and take care of Sylvia and never leave. She tells her to keep herself detached from Sylvia and do for her what you can, but don't love her too much. And in the long run, that she'll thank her aunt for telling her that. Um, 
Audrina eventually learns that her aunt and her father were lovers until Damien met her mother. Then he ditched Ellie and never looked back. And Aunt Ellie tells her to when when Damien met. And this is good advice. (laughs) I was gonna say (laughs) put trust in no man. I was gonna say when Damien met your mother is the uh, remake I'm workshopping of How I Met Your Mother. And I'm trying to pitch it oh, to, okay. to oh, okay. yeah, yeah, different different studios. Peacock probably, yeah, right. <laughs> no, Wait, yes, no. just going directly to like some very <laughs> unheard of. Uh, <laughs> uh, Parlor TV is going to buy it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Parlor TV. Oh man, it's going that to see so exists. Right. <laughs> Quibi. Quibi. It's a Quibi. R.I.P. R.I.P. Too soon. Too soon, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, anyway, her aunt tells her to put trust in no man, which is probably good advice Mm -hmm. for all women at all times. Sorry, men. I heard that. Uh, (laughs) um, Sylvia does come home, and uh, as soon as her father helps her out of the car, Audrina notices that there's something kind of odd about her little sister, who I believe is like, what, two or three, a toddler at this point. Her father keeps encouraging Audrina to come closer, but Audrina won't. Uh, I'm trying to think. There are a lot of words here that are used that maybe today's... Uh, <laughs> These words are canceled. What, what, just what, just yeah. say it. What, Definitely canceled. You, you've got to use some slurs that... Uh... There's, it's the... It's the R word. Yeah. And they, uh, they like the R word in this. They so. love it. We we love the R word, folks, don't we? <laughs> We're so hearing it. We are hearing it less and less. But if you go to <laughs> parlor.tv, you'll be hearing it more and more. <laughs> that is facts. Big facts. So uh Audrina is just frozen by her sister's appearance. Um she is do they ever say Down syndrome, or do they just call what, her a they, moron they, they, or an imbecile um, or an R word? The they just yeah. use, yeah, they just use. I f- I feel like moron is a word from like two centuries ago. Oh, it definitely is. That's when people were labeled like what morons, like, imbeciles, or idiots. Was that <laughs> the three levels of? It's never yeah. clear what se- what century they're even in. It's supposed <laughs> it's, to be set in the 1960s, by the way. <laughs> oh, so, all right. If you want to, know. I had no idea. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. news to me. Well, there is a scene where she's like, Dad, I'm taking the BMW. So you know it's at Dad, least. I'm going to see the Beatles on their <laughs> 1964 world tour. <laughs> I'm that going- made it a little bit clearer. No, it, it said, I'm going to see the, like a Beatles, Beatles cover band at the Outland Ballroom. <laughs> In Branson. Oh, yeah, no, the, I'm, the, the guys, Beatles I'm going legends. to see Legends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see Liverpool Legends a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's also two guys who act like the Blues Brothers, and they look just like them. It's uncanny. So. <laughs> and they may or may not have Coke. Maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um... <laughs> Audrina, in her head, is thinking that coming closer every second was the end result of all of her father's abuse. This lovely little girl who looked absolutely moronic. Um, Her father keeps telling Audrina, who is for some reason scared and paralyzed from this child, um, to look at her and don't turn her head aside and don't close her eyes. Meanwhile, Vera is making fun of both Audrina and Sylvia. And that's when 
Audrina thinks to herself that I'd prepared myself for anything but this. Blind, deaf, lame. I thought I could handle, but not this. I didn't need a... I'm just going to say it because it's in the book. A retarded sister to complicate the rest of my life. Um, but after seeing her sister, Audrina vows to make Sylvia normal. So Sometimes I look at Jessica's notes. I think you skipped over... Mm-hmm. Vera, there's a point where Vera says after the 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 sun tanning, uh, mm-hmm. taking the bra or taking the bikini off mm-hmm. in the woods. Next time, I'll let him apply the oil all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I skipped over it because you guys brought it in at the wrong point. What they did in the movie was they like tried to condense it, so they condensed like a couple of scenes into one. Instead so, of yeah, these were two separate incidents. So she's saying that just to like goad Audrina, goad Audrina. yes, <laughs> and that's all she does. Mm-hmm. That's all Vera does in the whole book. Okay, so. and break bones anyway. Um, yes, and she breaks her own bones. Yeah. Yes. So does anyone? They called me Mr. Glass. A break. My hot take, I haven't read the books, but mm-hmm. I did watch this movie, and, and and I heard you talk about the first books, mm-hmm. that, that series, Flowers in the Attic. My hot take is that I would rather hear about the incest stuff than, than this diseased book. <laughs> like, Oof. this book is less offensive, <clears throat> or no, sorry, that the incest books were less offensive than, than this, whatever this is. I'm just wondering if it was more like a, how do I top... My previous yeah, series exactly. of movies. <laughs> right. I've, right. I've made one snuff film. How do I make a a right. bigger snuff film? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's do you a... do you want the true M. Night Shyamalan twist now or at the end? At the end. I mean I can't believe we're stringing along. I'm not talking like I'm not this. talking about the book. Oh. Okay, what's the twist? I didn't read uh, this he's... book, baby. No! <laughs> <Other> fucking... <laughs> Oh my! I've been faking it. I've been I've been goddamn faking it the whole time. I started oh it. You are canceled. I, if if super honestly, canceled. if I get canceled for this, the funniest the funniest thing anyone ever gets mad this, at me for. I did. Watch I take the movie. back my review. I take back my review. <laughs> you're I, su- you're supposed to be better than me. Like no, yeah. Be- the point of this was to hurt you, Josh. Oh my God, he, Hannah! You know what? You can't hurt me anymore. You're you're an ocean away. <laughs> you, can't, you can't break my heart. It's already in pieces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this means you didn't fulfill your end of the deal. Now you have to read another one. It's true. So congratulations. This is not our Guess last what, VC bitch? book. You have to read Ruby. <laughs> no. Well, that one's that one's pretty short. So I. I started reading it, and I've just been so far like gone from being able to focus on fucking anything. This week, and honestly, this I'm week. glad I finished it before the insurrection because right, I don't right. think I would yeah. have. And no, right? like, so I did watch yeah. the movie sped up on one point five time. <laughs> oh my god! It's not even. It's a short movie. It's no, I know. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's I, as long as like I got an through that shit in seventy minutes. And also the other thing oh. is I didn't see the last ten minutes. Oh my god! Isn't the last ten minutes like everything? I'm yeah, pretty much. I'm getting. Why? I read the Wikipedia, but guess what? Oh I Lord. didn't leave the la- read the last two paragraphs. 
Oh my god! We're Who gonna, are Josh you? Josh is gonna learn learn some things. I'm yeah. a guy that's this... about to get fucking fired from this podcast. I in other news, I'm auditioning new co-hosts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, so write it right in if you're interested in in uh, in reading books. <laughs> <laughs> and don't mind being on audio. Some people don't want to be on and audio. And if you've got a great broadcaster's voice, yeah. That would help. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that would be a great improvement <laughs> over what Jessica's working with with me right now. Meh, not me. Well, I'm glad at least Hannah did it. Yeah. So from now on, Josh can't talk. Only me and Hannah can talk. <laughs> I read we, it early, Josh, too. Josh and I will talk about the movie. We'll, we'll, the boys will talk about the movie. So, the girls will talk about uh, the movie. What I will say is I'm, I'm just... I, I I did this to teach about gaslighting. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, you, you you did gaslight us all. That's true. I know, and I could have faked <laughs> it, but but I, Josh, I but I choose to be honest. Well, I guess that Josh doesn't know all the great details about Audrina trying to normalize her sister Sylvia, like tying her to a potty chair to potty train her because yeah. she was told that. Sylvia would always wear a diaper all her life and never use the restroom. Anyway. Does it work? Does this training work? We'll find out, won't we? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Lamar, uh, the piano instructor, says that he's moving to New York to teach at Juilliard. And Audrina decides to leave him a going away gift. When she goes, she overhears sounds from his living room and walks to the the living room. And she watches as Lamar and Vera have sex. Uh <laughs> She just oh. watches it all. Oh, this is in the movie, which is <laughs> yeah. really disturbing. It is. Like, the, Vera the, tells... the scene is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Vera knows that she's watching. It's one Lamar of those things where I was not. like, is this just, like, weird, like, sex play stuff that they're doing? Yeah. Or... It, it's like this weird subcategories of Pornhub <laughs> where it's like, sister watches brother bone piano teacher. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, uh, I've heard. Let, let me about tell it. you. Let me ask you more about the subsections that you're clicking I, on. I I only know because some of my bad friends t- told me they saw it. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, Vera tells Lamar that she's pregnant and tries to coerce him into taking her to New York with him. And if he doesn't, she will accuse him of raping her and Audrina. Um, later that night, Vera comes back home and confronts Audrina about spying and she throws the cufflinks, which was the gift that Audrina left for Lamar, at Audrina and tells Audrina why she hates her. And it's because she's actually Audrina's sister. She is not her cousin. Damien had dated her mother and impregnated her and then met uh, Lucky and left her mother. And she is actually the first and the best, and she should be loved more than Audrina. Um, Sylvia wanders into the room. Vera slaps her. A fight breaks out. And that's when Vera steps on one of Sylvia's prisms because Sylvia is obsessed with these little rainbow prisms that catch the light and plays with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls. Of course. Yeah. It's a bad fall. She is bleeding profusely, and Audrina runs to get their aunt. Um, the ant comes in and this is the infamous, uh, clot scene that I messaged about. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm it, take I'm taking off my headphones for a while. It is, uh, Vera is desperately, uh, rummaging. I don't know how to describe this, uh, feeling through the pool of blood underneath her and looking for her child and her mother comes in the room and Vera throws a clot. At her mother, 
Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm going to insert just a, another warning before all that. It's just <laughs> please, like please no. do. The warning's yes. just going to be like just don't. say body horror. Just do coming not. up Cronenberg esque body horror. Uh, Vera runs away and leaves behind a letter that claims she'll be back and they will all be sorry. Audrina then discovers that Vera stole all her nice clothes and jewelry that her mother had left her. Uh, Audrina goes to the Mars, but he's gone. A neighbor says that he left in the middle of the night and took some girl with him. Later, Arden kisses Audrina, her first kiss. And whenever he kisses her, she keeps having flashbacks of the first Audrina's attack. Arden then goes to college and Audrina waits for him as she continues going to high school, visiting Billy and taking care of Sylvia. Also, one weird thing is that Billy teaches Audrina about sex, which this is not at all strange. To have the mother of your uh, boyfriend teach you about sex, but... Having a normal one, mm-hmm. uh, as they say. Audrina also overhears her aunt and her father arguing one night, and she creeps to the bedroom and spies. Ellie, Aunt Ellie, wants to go to New York to be with Vera, and tells Damien that he needs to set Audrina free, and shames him for forcing her to work and sitting in the chair and tells him to tell Audrina the truth before Vera does. Um, Arden comes back to visit and he gives Audrina an engagement ring and promises to marry her when she's 19. <laughs> Sorry. The Marian age. <laughs> yeah. Appropriate age. Um, the <clears throat> family suddenly starts making money, lots of money, shitloads of money. Um, because previously they were kind of like trying to think of the term fallen money where they had the appearance of being maybe wealthy and disgraced were wealthy at one aristocracy point. there you go thank you blake <laughs> but now uh damien is the messiah of the stock market i believe <laughs> he's described in the book yeah that's what so, they say mm-hmm. he's the wolf of wall street over that's here. basically but, but how uh, does he how does he become so successful well if you read the spoiler at the beginning of the book yeah uh, he cheats people out of money either by telling them that they're like what paper stocks are valueless and taking yeah. them from them and then claiming them as their own or doing like insider trading. No, he is but he is also Audrina has some sort of like weird. She does the thing with the she, she ties the ring to the string and like predicts the stocks mm-hmm. for him and oh we and we God. think yes and we think that that's like the gift because she's always like what is the first audrina's gift and then she thinks that it was predicting stocks this yes. book is so weird it's so there's and, so much stuff yeah. going on that doesn't need to it's, be there and that's yeah. why it's really hard to discuss and try to condense in like a uh, 90 from, minute podcast yeah like, but like the thing they cut for the movie, like, they cut everything. Like, Sylvia's not in the movie. Billy's not in the movie. And my guess is because it would be hard to, and expensive to cast, maybe an actual... And offensive. And offensive. <laughs> to do all that stuff. <laughs> Probably so, yes. But if they actually, you know, maybe cast actors who maybe were actual... Who were you know, disabled? Yes. Those Skip. are two very important plot points. Mm-hmm. They cut out two total characters. Stock market book. stuff, not in there. Nope. Really? So Arden, not no, a, not, not at, at all. all. No Ooh. time in 88 minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't get into that. 
In it's fact, not the Wolf of Wall Street. In it's three fact, hours long. the scene where in the like in the first like twenty minutes of the movie, Lucky starts having her baby and basically miscarries. Oh yeah, because they don't want to have to bring Sylvia mm. into the movie. They just kill her. So off. instead, they kill her off with like a miscarriage, and she's hemorrhaging on the floor, Ooh. and she's like reaching out to Audrina, and there she has like a clot in her hand. So much blood. It's like they like condensed like the it's Vera disgusting. scene with the Lucky scene. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was disturbing. For a Lifetime movie, I was like, oh, God. Anyway. Lifetime is, they got some problems over there. Lifetime goes there. <laughs> uh, so Arden graduates, and um, Audrina goes to pick him up because her father will not allow her to go to his graduation. Um, that night, she overhears her father and aunt arguing again because Ellie wants to go to New York to be with Vera. Um, Lamar has left her, or wait, did he kill himself? Not really sure from the argument. Ellie wants her money and demands a check, and Damien writes her a $50,000 check, and then they uh, have sex. But Audrina takes the check and pins it up to a bulletin board (laughs) so her aunt can find it the next day. Um, Anyway, the next morning, Audrina gets up and discovers her aunt at the foot of the stairs, dead. Um, And her father is confused because he's like, oh, um, I asked her to marry me last night, and she was very happy. Uh, they go to her room, find that there are suitcases packed like she is moving. And Audrina also notices that the check is missing from where she left it on the bulletin board. And it is not in the suitcases either. Uh, Before the police come, her father asks her to change her aunt out of her traveling clothes and into her house dress and unpack the suitcases. So it looks like an accident. Um, While her father is at work, Audrina then decides to take Sylvia and run and that's when she thinks, sorry, this is another really funny uh, V.C. Andrews-esque writing. That's great. Um, steel arms. That's the kind my father had. Killing <laughs> arms of love. Aww. What the fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, I don't know, but I love it. Uh, it's so histrionic. It, it shows so you just how, how V.C. Andrews views love, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's violent. Sex is violent. Uh, So Audrina runs to the cottage and tells Arden that she's ready to marry him. But Sylvia also has to come. And Arden's like, your your sister, you. But agrees because, you know, he wants to make it with Audrina. So the two run away and elope in North Carolina. Um, Audrina is very, 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 very nervous and terrified, basically, about having sex. With Arden that night, she takes extensive wedding night preparations. She's in the bathroom for like what six four hours? hours. Hannah? Oh. I was six. I don't know. Four? Doing what though? And then she takes a long bath. Uh-huh. She, uh huh. She paints and unpaints her nails several times. That's right. Her fingernails and her toenails. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just curls her hair. Paint. Yes. Applies makeup again. Yeah. But um, then Arden like. Literally breaks down the door or something. I wrote, Arden what? is impatient and threatening her and almost tears down the door with horny strength. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> but she. Oh, he horny, horny. But she opens it and right as he's about to doing burst that through. In the bathroom. Like a monster. Uh, uh, so Audrina just resigns herself to having sex with Arden. And these are the most traumatizing sex scenes. I have probably ever read in a book, and God, I read. Why do they? So okay, 
So he's trying to convince her to have sex with him and to look at him because she basically just has her eyes closed and is like, just do it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know what's happening. And he says, darling, look at me. Don't keep your head turned. I've waited for this night for years and years. I've gone through all sorts of trouble to make my body muscular and attractive. Oh, my God. And not once have you ever said anything to say that you notice. Do you ever notice anything about me except my face? I say that to Jessica on a <laughs> basis. Say, why, why aren't you commenting on my gains? Right. I'm, I'm taking uh, human growth hormones and... Uh... <laughs> I ordered some pills off Alex off Infowars.com. <laughs> I took brain pills and muscle pills, and I'm getting nothing here. Uh, and so Audrina asks if Arden has ever had sex with anyone else, and Arden says, <sighs> that's a big sigh from Arden, by the way. He says, there are differences between men and women, some say. Maybe that's true, and maybe it's not. A woman can live out her life happily without sex. So I've heard said, uh, but a man has a buildup of sperm that oh has to be released in one way or another. <laughs> this is the most, so stupid. The most pleasurable uh, way it, I mean, is with just the telling, woman he loves. Telling a truth about blue balls. Exactly. This is the scientific truth about the blue, <laughs> Blake, the blue ball disease. Blake, can Folks, we... Can we co-write a book called The Natural Cures About Blue Balls They Don't Want You to Know About? <laughs> right, like... Just yeah, getting hand yeah. jobs, but... Uh. So, uh, then they do have sex, and I think at the same time there's a storm that is ravaging, and it is also just the most traumatic, traumatic, sorry, sex scene that I've ever read in my entire life, and I honestly think... That if I, this is the first time I've read this book, by the way, but if I had read this as a 13-year-old, I would never want to have sex, like ever. Um, she describes him jabbing deep into her, oh. thick and hot and slippery wet, Ew. and how she's trying to free herself and clawing at him. And basically what is happening is she is she's being once assaulted. again, well, she's being Sounds like. assaulted by a man who doesn't understand well, that, we'll get into that in a minute, but okay. she is having a post-traumatic, like traumatic, yeah. a flashback of a traumatic episode where- PTSD. Her, basically, yes. Okay. I'm trying not to spoil the end of the book, so it's really hard to talk about here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People have figured it out. Come I, on. If you have it, come on. And also, I'm sorry if, if you haven't figured it out and I just made you feel dumb, so I'm sorry <laughs> about that. So Audrina then has a memory uh, or pictures the first Audrina walking home in shredded clothes after being violated, which is the first time she's ever had that kind of uh, vision in her head. So Audrina and Arden return home. I wrote a note that says, Dad keeps pinching Audrina's butt. Uh, Hannah, do you remember why I wrote that? What? <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. Dad keeps pinching Audrina's butt. Why? I remember that happening okay. in the book. Yeah, it does happen. Hold on. Um, her dad is pinching her butt. Yeah, like she comes yeah. home. It was the 60s, baby. Guys used to be able to play around. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, this is whenever she <laughs> greets her father again, and she says, three times he kissed my cheeks, one, then the other. Um, but at the same time, he managed to reach behind me to pinch my bottom so hard I wanted to cry out. This kind of pinch was meant to test a woman's endurance, and her reactions were noted, labeled, and filed. What? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
normal, normal stuff. Yeah, and she calls him out on it, and she goes, don't you ever pinch me like that again? That hurts, and I don't like it. I have never liked it, and neither did my mm-hmm. mother and my aunt. And her dad says, what a saucy bit of baggage you've become in four days. Jesus. And then he keeps doing it. So, God. um... What happened to V.C. Andrews? I'm I'm changing my uh, Twitter name right now to Saucy Bit of Baggage. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. It's all yours, dude. Um, big surprise, though. <laughs> when they get home, Damien has moved Billy, Arden's mother, into Whitefern. And Billy is now living in the mm. Aunt Suite and is running the house, doing the job that um, Aunt Elsbeth and Audrina used to do, which is cooking and cleaning and taking care of Damien. And um, he has bought her like a fancy, I don't want to, like a wheelchair type thing, but it's not really, but it's. It's a cart. Know, like a scooter. I imagine yeah. it as like, had, like an, one of those red wheelbarrows we all had as a kid. That's what I kept like imagining. Get your cart? Yeah. <laughs> get your red, your red flyer kind of thing. But like I don't radio know. Radio flyer. Radio flyer. Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. I kind of pictured it as that, too, because it's just described, like, when she's at home in the cottage, she just has this red cart. Yeah. And then whenever she moves in with um, Damien, she is upgraded to a different cart, but oh. she likes her red cart, so she still uses the red cart. Yeah. And Sylvia is obsessed with the red cart. Yeah. And wants that red cart. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Billy just doesn't understand why Audrina always described her father as cunning and cold. And um, Arden then starts working for Damien and takes broker exams, which I didn't know was a thing. I just thought brokers were all crooked people who just did whatever the hell they wanted. Didn't know you had to be a certified broker. Sorry. Um, but There are rules. Okay, I guess. Um, at some point, uh, uh, Audrina catches Sylvia flashing her prisms directly in her eyes and blinding her. And she wonders if she did that to Aunt Elsbeth. And if that's what caused Aunt Elsbeth's fall down the stairs. Um, Vera returns and uh, decides to plague the household again (laughs) with her presence. Um, She is now a nurse and she tells a long story about how Lamar descended into addiction and poverty and then death because he's a coward. And involved a very strange uh, story of how uh, Vera did nude modeling for art students to raise money and that enraged am i right yes that enraged lamar and made him drink more i mean i mean that's what she said i think that was the part where i kind of read really quickly because i was just like god Mm -hmm. come on let's go let's go let's go yeah right (laughs) yeah um vera promises that she is only going to stay until thanksgiving but guess what she stays after thanksgiving at the same time uh, Sylvia starts to emerge from her cocoon and she can now <laughs> talk and by talk I mean like say uh, Audrina ca- yeah like say Audrina's name kind of like a monosyllabic kind of like just random words like the she movie- can communicate now like the movie Nell <laughs> well she's not speaking like her own language her made up language yeah. she's trying to communicate uh, in the same language that in English, you know, like what she hears everyone else speaking. Sorry. Um, uh, she also can dress and clean herself. So there's some progress there, I guess. Vera once again falls and breaks her leg. And how many, how many falls is this for Vera now? Eight, nine. Uh, she falls all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She's clumsy. Well, I mean, 
maybe clumsy, but also there's a lot of attacks in this family where people yeah. just push each other yeah. like a lot. So it's not, you know. Um, anyway, uh, Arden at some point discovers that Damien has been cheating his clients, like Hannah and I just talked about. Audrina decides to confront her father about his fraud, and that's when she finds him and Billy in bed together. She decides that she and Arden are leaving, but Billy talks to Audrina and says that she and Damien are actually in love, even though Audrina thinks that her father is using Billy and doesn't actually love her, and she thinks that he's just into the idea of kinky sex with an amputee. Oh, my God. That is a horrible sentence to say, but that is actually something in the book. It is. It's kinky thrill of having sex with a legless woman. (laughs) Oh, my God. I highlighted it and wrote, Jesus. Boxing Helena. Boxing Helena. Check it out. It's it's a By film. By the way, this is the fifth time oh we've God. talked about it on the podcast. I will never stop never talking it. about it. And I, I watched it. It is not a good movie. <laughs> Did you really watch it yes. finally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, not a good movie. Who no. made that movie again? It's the, David the daughter, daughter of, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like a Cronenberg or something. Nope, it's not a Cronenberg. His son, though, did direct a movie called Possessor. Am I right? His son's directed a couple things, yeah. Has I, he directed a couple things? Okay, I've never heard yeah, of it okay. until Possessor. I, I haven't so. seen Possessor, but yeah. Are any of his movies good? I I don't know if I've watched any of them. I'd have to look yeah, at the I list, haven't. but... Uh, <laughs> but do check out Boxing Helena, a movie about a man who boxes a woman by taking off all of her limbs. Mm-hmm. What? For the kinky thrill. It's a sex kink thing, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. But also, uh, if you do want to watch a sex kink Cronenberg movie, check out Crash, where people like to get in car crashes and then have sex immediately after. So, I mean, when I saw that as a kid or as a teen, I thought it was crazy. As a child. N- n- now that I think about it, I'm like, I, I kind of get it. I get it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. At least they're not like removing each other's limbs against their will. <laughs> At least well, wait, was it against Helena's will? That's my question. I believe so. Okay. Like so no, she, it's okay. it's yeah, it's like it's like creep shit. Okay. Not but, good. Right. I guess I have to do a rewatch of Boxing Helena. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to kink yeah. shame anybody, but at the same time, uh, I don't want to kink shame you if you uh, take a woman and cut off all of her limbs. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, if it's consensual, who right. am I to judge? Right. right exactly. Okay. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go so. for it. <laughs> Oh, my God. There's so much going on right now. Okay. So Arden says we can't expose Damien's fraud because that would also ruin his mother since they are now a couple. Um, The next day, Audrina takes Sylvia for a walk. A big storm is coming in. She looks around. She has been lost in thought and realizes that Sylvia is not with her. Audrina heads to the woods to look for her, can't find her, and then thinks maybe Audrina or sorry, maybe Sylvia went back home. She heads back to the house. The house is dark. There is no power. And when she gets there, she hears a clatter from the stairs, and she finds Billy dead. That that's such Billy. that's such a shitty thing when you hear a clatter because normally mm-hmm. you think that it's old Santa Claus coming down. <laughs> that's to, what you're hoping, right? To, right? Yeah, and oh oh shit, someone's dead. <laughs> so. Uh, Vera comes out of the bathtub and says, oh, I heard some screaming. Uh, First, I heard uh, Sylvia scream and then Billy scream. And I heard, you know, maybe something fall down the stairs. I think Sylvia killed Billy to get her red cart. 
And that's when Sylvia scoots by (laughs) on her red card. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Too good. Um, So (laughs) the cops come. Um, Audrina calls Arden and tells him about his mother's unfortunate death. Uh, Vera keeps insisting that it was Sylvia. When the cops come, Vera basically uh, basic instincts the young cop just sitting there like on a chair just... Okay, who's who's basic instincting? Vera. Oh, she of course. She is sitting like in of a chair course. and there's a young cop who keeps looking at her and she's wearing, I'm guessing, just her bathrobe still. Mm. And she it keeps talking about how she's opening her legs and closing them. Jesus so Christ. So I just picture Sharon she... Stone. But not as cool because Sharon Stone... Had her cigarette, her but hair slicked back. Was VC got there first. Cool. VC got there. So first. who ripped off whom? That's uh, Paul question. Verhoeven, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the cops rule the death and accident. Audrina is severely depressed and gives up on teaching Sylvia and gives up on everything. Arden and Vera start hooking up and having sex, and Arden comes to Audrina while she is gardening one day with an ultimatum and says. If you don't start putting out, I'm going to leave you and marry Vera, who will put out. And then they have sex in the garden. And it's really good sex, apparently, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, if you've yeah. never been uh, dicked down in a garden, <laughs> I I will say. <laughs> I'm so lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, try reading this book. <laughs> this makes zero sense. Yeah. Try reading this book. Uh, no. So. Uh, let me see. Audrina wakes up in the middle of the night and thinks she hears Sylvia calling for her from the first Audrina's room. So she goes to the rocking chair and decides to dip deliberately evoke the rainy day when her sister died. But this time she stays with the memory until the end. So in the memory that she has, the first Audrina takes the shortcut home, despite by that way, I mean, she takes the shortcut through the woods home, despite warning from her aunt and mother uh, to not go into the void. To not go into the woods, but she does this to avoid a bully named Spencer Longtree. Um, as she is walking home, she is attacked by three boys. One of them is Spencer. As she is being attacked, another boy pops up from behind the bushes and she sees him, and it's Arden. He runs away. <laughs> um, Audrina leaves the rocking chair and leaves the room and is greeted by. Hundreds of crystal prisms that confuse and disorient her and then feels a hand push her and she falls down the stairs. At this point, she is in a coma. Um, Is in the coma for three weeks. She can hear other people around her, but she can't communicate. This book. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) they need to remove all stairs from this home. (laughs) They need need to live in a nice ranch. Yeah. How about a one a one story? Yeah. So. Vera is once again claiming that she's pregnant with Arden's child. She is, Vera is also, okay, this makes no sense to me. Vera, because she's a nurse, has become Audrina's caretaker. But it's kind of like, has anyone ever seen whatever happened to baby Jane? (laughs) Anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like whenever Betty Davis is forced to take care of Joan Crawford in that movie, right? Where she's just tormenting her sister the whole time. Like... Because she hates her. <laughs> so, like, she's sending her gruel with, like, dead rats in them and stuff like that. If anyone's ever seen this movie. I watched the miniseries about You it. did watch the miniseries about yeah. it. Good yeah, job, yeah, yeah. Blake. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, Vera keeps telling Audrina that she's going to kill her. Um, to enact her plan, she attaches cookies for Sylvia to a cord. And uh, I'm sorry, to the cord that is Audrina's life support. And Sylvia unplugs Audrina's life support when she's trying to get to the cookies. This is just the worst. Why doesn't Vera this just book? unplug it? Blake, I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. So, oh boy. Audrina somehow, despite having uh, her respirator unplugged and whatever other life support machine she is hooked up to, finds the strength to communicate and get Sylvia uh, to get Billy's cart so she can move and hide her. And Sylvia hides her under the first Audrina's bed. Vera comes home, can't find Audrina. And for some reason, Sylvia moves Audrina to the rocking chair. And Audrina has the vision of the first Audrina's attack again and starts to scream. And her father finds her and takes her to the hospital. At the hospital, Audrina refuses to see Arden because uh, she knows that he ran away when the first Audrina was attacked. Somehow, Vera breaks her fucking arm. And Damien assures Audrina that Vera will leave as soon as the arm is healed. And Audrina goes into the attic to hear the wind chimes. And there's this weird thing she does. And I guess I skipped over it because there's so many weird fucking shit. Yeah. Things that she does. But one of them is she tries. Sorry. One of them is when she's a child, she tries to uh, fill in her memory gaps by hanging out in the attic. Capola or listening. something. Yeah. Cupola? Cupola. How, how do you say that word? I don't Cupola? know. I have no clue what you're saying. A C-U-P-O-L-A. Cupola. Like those, it looks like a turret, right? I guess Is that so. what a cupola is? I should have researched this. I don't more. know. But uh, she likes to go in there to try to uh, fill in her memory holes, I guess. So anyway, she goes up there. Her father comes up. She begs to know the truth. And that's when her father confesses that... The first Audrina is not dead. She came back home after the rape, and it was her birthday. And guests were there, and Audrina went straight to her room. Her mother went up to find her and tried to comfort her and put her in a scalding hot bath where she scrubbed her ruthlessly to get the dirt from her assault off of her. And by that, I mean not only physically, but also emotionally, <laughs> like just as scrubbing her daughter um damien gets there just in time to stop her from putting iodine all over the child's body first audrina then runs to the attic and tries to jump out the window after she is pulled back she becomes catatonic refuses to name her attackers avoids school doesn't eat and the family thinks if they keep her at home no one will ever know and that's when he reveals that audrina is the first audrina what who saw that coming? I know. Nobody. Right? Nobody saw it. Um, <laughs> Audrina runs out into the storm and Arden tries to stop her. She runs to the family cemetery and tries to dig up the first Audrina's grave. Arden meets her there. They have a... I wrote as oh. a description, guys, this is oh, a bad no. description. I don't like this. <laughs> I wrote violent hate rapey fuck. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Are they Why in are the they one? doing that? Are they in the grave? I can't remember. No, they're not in the grave. They're on top of it. But oh after they have sex and after Audrina, uh, this is from the book, jerks with one orgasm after another. Because mm. it's so much I mean, hotter on the, the grave. The, if you've never... If you've never uh, smashed in the grave. Uh, basically, yeah. you're a virgin, in yeah. my opinion. Basically. Um, after they have sex, Audrina demands to see the empty grave and makes Arden dig it up. 
but it's raining and storming and they both slide into the grave. Oh my god. Anyway. And die. (laughs) That'd be a good end. Yeah. (laughs) I would be glad. They drown. Instead it goes off another fifty pages. So um, Oh my God. (laughs) Back home, Audrina wants to continue talking to her father. And he apologizes and says that he did what he thought was best. And that's when Audrina thinks, how could he know what was best for me? He was a man. How could any man know what it felt like to be a woman or a girl used and defiled? Spot on, Audrina. Anyway. Um, yes, queen. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Damien says he just wanted to erase that day from her mind. He took her to a psychologist. They tried shock treatment. And he wanted Oof. to reshape her to what he was, what she was and wanted her to be a virgin again. So basically, he confesses to gaslighting Audrina for years. The Tuesday tea times were held twice a week to make time seem to move faster. They set clocks at all different times, had newspaper delivery stopped, and stuffed the mailbox with old newspapers. And it took 17 months to convince Audrina that she was a second Audrina and whatever, to convince her of the scheme he had planned. Um, Vera suddenly appears in the attic and Audrina flashes back to that day and realizes that uh, that Vera was the only person who would know that she might be taking that shortcut home and also that Vera had instructed her to wear her best dress and undergarments and had told her to, guys. Vera said before she left the house, enjoy your pedestal for the last time, Audrina, for when you come home, you're going to be just like the rest of us, not so pure anymore. Oh, my God. Uh... Basically, Vera just confessed that, um, oh, basically, Vera just told her that, hey, you're going to be raped and horribly attacked after school today. So, and instead uh, of undergarments, I think Vera said, wear your matching panties. I remember, yeah, I remember the being panties. like matching, <laughs> like a dress with matching panties, <laughs> right? Yeah, that does, <laughs> yeah, yeah, matching like, like petticoats and shit. Yeah, for some reason, they dress like it's like 1910. Uh, okay, um, what did she like hire the hire the attackers to go after her? No, she just told the boys, Hey, I bet, oh my god, yeah, so anyway. Um, Vera is very angry at Damien and she says, Hey, I'm just like you. Why don't you love me? I'm just as evil as you. Um, Damien rushes at her and well, also I think she blames Damien for her daughter's rape because she's like, if you had just loved me more then maybe I never would have done that. Um, Damien rushes at her and Vera falls down the stairs and dies. She breaks the stairs. You say the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is horrible. And I don't mean to dies. laugh at this. Um, Vera breaks almost every bone in her body, and there are too many internal injuries for her to recover. And on her deathbed, Vera confesses that she had also pushed her mother and Billy and Audrina. Um, Arden then tries to excuse what he did with Audrina by saying that he was on his way to her birthday party. These boys invited him to stay for fun, and when he realized what was happening, he knew he couldn't take on the three boys who were attacking her, so he ran to get help. Um... Later, Audrina decides that she's going to leave her father and Arden and Whitefern and packs up herself and Sylvia's belongings, but Sylvia doesn't want to leave. She goes out to the car, followed by Arden, looks up at Whitefern one last time and sees Sylvia in the window of first Audrina's playroom, who is she is staring out and chanting, and Sylvia won't let her go. Um, Audrina has a premonition that something bad will happen to her father if she leaves, and Sylvia will be... Um, forced out of the family and institutionalized. So she takes her keys out of the ignition and turns and runs to Arden. And she knows that her fate as first Audrina is to put love and loyalty first. And the book ends with her realizing that she and Arden would begin again in Whitefern. 
And if this time they failed, they'd begin a third time and a fourth time and over and over and over. And that is oh boy, my sweet Audrina. How many papers of notes do you have? Uh, seven. Ooh. All of my notes well. were just WTF or why. <laughs> Why? I honestly wanted why, to write why? that, but since we decided we would do recaps of the stories, I can't just write WTF yeah. in every margin like I want to. But I also feel like maybe I go into too much detail, but also I feel like if I leave something out, it might be important later. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we should do a watch along of the Lifetime movie, like a commentary that we <sighs> can put up and people can watch along with us. For your, for your Patreon I, subscribers. I yeah, yeah, for Patreon. I got some good goofs I could do. Yeah, so um, just to kind of run through this, uh, on Goodreads, this book has 3.87 stars out of almost 25,000 ratings. Um, To read some reviews, uh, Josh, not this Josh, but a different Josh said. No, definitely not this Josh. Not this Josh. Um, By the time Audrina sexed her husband on the grave of her dead sister after beating him. Yes. After beating him for two whole pages, a tear in my eye began to form as I realized just how brilliant VC Andrews was. Oh three my, stars. What? <laughs> yeah, fuck? three stars. Yeah. Um, this story was crazy as I remembered it and even crazier. Rest in peace, Ms. Andrews, you are missed. Five stars, says Paloma. Um, Amber wrote, oh my God, have you ever read anything by VC Andrews? If you haven't, you need to start. These books are like romance novels for teenagers, but filthier. I mean... <laughs> Having never read a romance novel, I guess I wouldn't know, but do they have a lot of incest and puberty talk? I'm pretty sure they don't. Four stars. <laughs> um, wow. Who was this reviewer? Bill. Bill says, I consider myself an easy-to-please reader, so when a book makes me feel angry, you know it's really bad. Honestly, I could not with this book. I fucking DNF it. I like how, well, he had... Made fucking with all the different um, symbols. I just said it. DN did not finish it? Did not it? finish it, yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, I feel bad for you in purchasing this book thinking it was horrific and creepy, but the only horrific thing about this book is the fact that it was published. One star. And Renata said, yikes, though. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yikes, though, is, is the only appropriate reaction here. So, um, I guess... Maybe the only other thing I want to say is when I was doing research, I read a very short essay that someone wrote whenever um, Lifetime had announced that they were uh, adapting My Sweet Audrina into a movie. And I guess uh, the White Fern, the sequel White Fern was announced and she wrote, although absurdly soap opera-esque in its execution, Audrina, the novel, speaks to a pervasive, ingrained fear of sexuality that young women once were familiar with. Its protagonist is continually warned by her father not to go out into the world or even be close to men because she'll end up raped and murdered in the woods like her sister before her. While primarily read for trashy titillation, the bedroom scenes are more disturbing than arousing. Sex is a dirty, bad, forbidden thing that women must endure and never enjoy and is oddly often viewed through keyholes. <laughs> she seemed to really enjoy it on the grave. Yeah. Well, whether the intention was prescriptive or critical on Andrews's part, the limiting of a young woman's freedom with violence, fear, and judgment resonated with multiple generations of readers, many of whom are raised on scare tactics and shoddy sexual education, which honestly, I feel like most kids are still raised on shoddy uh, sexual education and scare tactics, but I'd have no idea anymore. So... What do you think uh, they teach 
What do you think they teach now in, in sex ed in school? What do you think they say about like eating butt? <laughs> like, I should ask Josh. I should ask my teacher friend. <laughs> uh, in in my education classes, they did not allow me to speak the truth about eating butt. <laughs> to, <laughs> to... See, this is censorship. Yes. No. Exactly. Do. Yeah. the The funniest thing in the movie is when he gives her like the chocolates and she mm. and says when she said like Vera eats them or whatever. And he says, I had to do something drastic to get your attention, which I guess maybe that's what <laughs> is that drastic to give a, a girl chocolates. I, I remember... guess in 1912, I don't know when this was supposed <laughs> right. to be set. Yeah, yeah. So shoot, shoot, shoot your shot, bro. Here are some chocolates. Um, here, hey, giving your cousin <laughs> or whatever, you know. Here's some chockies. Can yeah. you can you give them to your sister? No. What you the, do? The whole, is... I remember that scene being very cringe. The acting is cringe uh, throughout the whole movie. Every single actor. The 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 score is terrible. I mean, it's a Lifetime movie, so. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. I watched the Flowers in the Attic movies. All four of them. Are they? And they featured uh, Heather Graham. They had actors in them that were known. This one did not. At least Heather Graham. Wait, and the first one wasn't Little Sally? Yeah, they had yeah. Kiernan Shipka. Kiernan was, Shipka was played uh, Kathy in the first one. Yeah, oh, At least I in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't too horrible, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm saying Lifetime um, fell off at this point. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Cause it's like, you could have made this trashy fun, right? About, like. Yeah, nah, I think not, that's no, what they were going for. If they had still, if they had cast better people, and maybe someone who didn't look like she was forty when she's supposed to be playing a fifteen-year-old, uh, they could have still cut out, I guess, Billy and Sylvia, so they wouldn't have to go down that area. That but you still thing. could have made it like a, a trashy romp, right? Like, are there such things as trashy romps? I think they believed they were making a trashy romp. Okay, maybe, I, maybe. I think, but I it think failed. Most. most like Fifty Shades, uh, what's the second one? Darker? Fifty Shades Grayer. <laughs> Fifty Shades Grayer. Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> no, that even is, grayer. <laughs> that movie is a trashy romp. Like okay. I, I think it's a really fun movie, and it's short and it's disgusting. <laughs> I've um, never seen uh, it. Do you have a Hannah? Hannah? I've never seen I, him. Thankfully, yeah. I, Hannah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I want to tell you something. Okay. So. uh some friends and I had a girls' night about like what five years ago, and we uh, red box. No way! I think we rented it on Amazon Prime. So we we watched Fifty Shades of Grey. We got a bunch of wine and Chinese food or whatever, and we're like, we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's gonna be so much fun. During the sex scenes, I literally looked around, and every all of us were on our phones. Like there was nothing <laughs> fun or trashy or even sexy about that fucking movie. And I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry for fans of the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie, but that movie sucked so bad. I think it's gen- a general consensus that it sucks. Uh, it was so, so bad. So, so like, the- literally every woman who was supposed to be turned turned on You're supposed to be titillated. Yeah. You're supposed to think we that are you are in a, all in a on grave Twitter having <laughs> like sex. Checking our tweet. So bad. So bad. Not even... Do they ever get sexy? Was there ever a point, Josh, where you got a boner? Because I know you've seen a them all. boner. Come on. Um... No, 
Josh is like, we're, yeah. okay, wait, okay. No, okay, were so you here, more, I, okay, no, 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 wait, were you more turned on by Magic Mike than you were anything that happened? You know he was. You, you, you know can't ask me this right. question. No, I will say, <laughs> the first one, I think, fails as a movie. I think Dakota Johnson and the whatever the man is are very pretty, but I, I think it just made in a way that is not appealing in any way, where, mm-hmm. so you don't find it, like, titillating or whatever you're supposed to think when you watch like an erotica movie and but the, mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. one was so fucking stupid that i think it's just like trash that you enjoy and the okay. third one is just bad again like okay. and it doesn't work on the same level okay and <laughs> so the second one's a masterpiece but the third one avoided he, he again. did not say masterpiece i will say no i a trash masterpiece yes trash absol- piece it okay. is a, it, yeah. it absolutely yeah I okay. think, but I, I could be wrong about that. But well, we're not talking about Fifty Shades. Did you rate? Did you give your ratings on this book? Okay, I will say if I'll give my rating. If I did not know anything about VC Andrews or her work or her writing style, and I just picked up this book and started reading it, I would give it one star. Oof. However, knowing VC Andrews is a trash goddess. <laughs> And oh come on! Generous, generous, generous. Yeah, generous. exactly. Total garbage. I say, enjoy the ride. Five stars. No, come however, on. if you combine the two, I think my final Goodreads rating was three stars. So, I guess, I guess I'll give it two point five hooves. But also, it made me severely traumatized. Um, I don't think I can ever have sex again unless it's on <laughs> a grave. <laughs> Oh, guess I'm going to a graveyard. <laughs> JK. Um, but seriously, if I had been a young girl reading this book, I think this book is actually more traumatizing than Flowers in the Attic, in which children are actually uh, confined to an attic and tortured by their mother and their grandmother and uh, commit acts of uh, incest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I just... it's, it's consensual. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? No, Never mind. Not. Never mind. It's not. She, Kathy is raped by her brother. So awful. Blake, Everything uh, is you, awful. You can find that episode at oxaudio. <laughs> I. But it's honestly, it's written and like all of her sex scenes are written in ways that are so ambiguous that I, as a child, would not have known reading Flowers in the Attic that it was rape. It wasn't until I was an adult that I was like, oh, Chris, Chris attacked and assaulted his sister. Um, Yikes. But in my sweet Audrina, like these are explicitly traumatizing sexual acts. Am I correct, Hannah? Yeah, she doesn't enjoy any of it. Actually, this whole book, nobody enjoys anything ever. That's something I noticed. <laughs> is everybody was consistently miserable. Like that, nothing I, good happened for anybody at any point. Can I say that you have just described all four of our lives perfectly? <laughs> I'm happy. I'm I'm hey, kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm projecting for onto all four of you. Right. Or, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm someone okay. got a new job and a new apartment yeah. and two cute fucking dogs. Yeah. And I and saw a cool, once that cool she has blanket. Yeah. And <laughs> once she posted like cute like marshmallow Animal Crossing uh-huh. things that I wanted. Mm. Uh, so I think someone's got a sweet life <laughs> in South Korea, and I think we all need to just move there. <laughs> Because apparently, We're moving in. Apparently, they don't have viruses. They don't have. Well, they might have some MAGA people for some reason. I don't understand. Insanity. They're old. 
Sometimes you get in a taxi and the taxi driver will ask you where you're from and you'll say USA and he'll he'll chant USA, USA. And you'll be like, oh, no. That's just normal. Yeah. That's fine. I think that's fine. That's charming. (laughs) But one time I was in a taxi with my friend from England and when I said I was from the USA and she said she was from England, the taxi driver was like, oh, Fuck USA. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's why I'm here, buddy. That's the wrong take. The right take is to push the person from the UK out of the cab and say, I will not try. (laughs) (laughs) And say, make some pun about a Brexit as you kick them out the door. Maybe, maybe. Or just say, uh, fuck you and fuck Morrissey as you push her out. This is for Morrissey. (laughs) They go rolling down the street. And um, it, an Egyptian guy I, refused to talk to me because I was an American. I don't blame him. Yeah. You, you need to start saying you're Canadian. Yeah. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Maybe get a good Australian accent. No, uh, you should listen to um, our friend Tom's podcast, Lupine Transmissions, and maybe okay, now we're you in the should plugs. try to uh, copy his accent and just tell people okay. that you're from Sydney. Yeah. I could and just, call everyone your mate. Or, yeah. <laughs> or my cunt. Good. Just call them all cunts. I mean, I've heard that's like uh, that's funny. Funny. over there. It's, I know they yeah, do, just, but I, yeah. I can't get away with it, but <laughs> it's fine over there. It's yeah. like Anna, a, I didn't get your rating. Josh doesn't get oh, the rate because he didn't read the book. I'm fucking rating so. it, but go on. I on. gave it I gave it to two hooves because it's not the worst thing I've ever read. Can I ask you a question? What is worse than this? <laughs> Although I gave it three. As someone who gave it three. I really hated that book that everyone loves, The Man Called Ove. Are you familiar oh, with really? it? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I have not book. read it. Ugh. I couldn't even finish it. Mm, I just hate... Well, your DNF. I just hate how, like, on the nose... Is that the right term? On the nose everything <laughs> yeah. was in the book? How, like it, how nice and kind it is is your problem? No. No. I don't know. How obvious it was everything just, is. Yes. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I read it recently. Yeah. That's why it's like in my mind. So every I'm just comparing everything to that book. So if it's better than that, then I give it two stars. So I'm going to rate this, and I'm going to rate this as me going to the glue factory for <laughs> not having read it. <laughs> it's true. And, you're going to be made in the glue. I I know. I'm in I'm in trouble for this one. But I'm I'm just a bad boy. I'm just I'm just a bad boy. Can I say something? It's been a bad week. So it has been a bad week. I won't week. hold Fuck. it against you, but if you do this again and there wasn't an insurrection, you're in trouble, buddy. Yeah, Can I you tell have you? To have, this ain't there the, has to be. This ain't the first time I faked it. No! Oh this is God. just the don't first tell time us. I've admitted it. Don't tell us. God damn. One, like the, one of the other VC Andrews ones is the other one I didn't finish. Oh. They right. are long. I will say, by the way, we're taking a little break after this VC Andrews. Book. We've just and gotta, we won't come back until February. We've got to stop so. this author. So maybe no, Josh because Josh will... has to finish a book, so he has to read. No, Ruby. you'll just Sorry. Encu- you'll encourage him to do this more if you continue with this awful author. I'll just keep. I'll just keep lying, guys. <laughs> oh, I will sit in the bookstore and make sure he reads it. Are we going to read White? Are you? If you read White Fern, invite me back. Mm-hmm. Or would you read White Fern? Sure. Oh my God! Can we just have a girl episode of talking about <laughs> yeah, White Fern? Yeah, why not? No boys allowed. Yeah, yes. Okay. Women's Women's History Month. No boys. Just me and Hannah talking White Fern. <laughs> I think it'd be so. quality content. 
and okay, uh, I think boys so. month where we talk white fang of <laughs> just a, yes. a book for the every dudes. month is boys month uh, that jack london the most broy bro <laughs> that ever wrote bro Forget material the guy who wrote i hope they serve beers in hell no this oh, is yeah, the no, original yes, bro. We're, doing, we're, we're doing uh, what max max tucker, tucker max max tucker, tucker? Max. yeah tucker. i did it wrong yeah. okay you got it uh okay. yeah can let's just do that and talk about mm-hmm. like here's 20 girls i did in college well, just an update, and Josh, you better read this effing book now that we know that you cheat. I guess he'll just be watching the movie and talking about it, but uh, we will be uh, recording an episode where we discuss Interview with the Vampire with our friend Tom on his podcast, Lupine Transmissions. Um, maybe Josh will just watch the movie. I don't know. So, uh, Oh, is this a done deal? Did we really agree to this? We agreed to it. Here's, <laughs> what, here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. I have had a long history of disappointing and letting down Jessica as a friend. (laughs) And I have not with Tom. So I will read the book because... Okay, okay. Because when you have longtime friends who keep forgiving you, you think you can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah, you just... Got you. Uh, so that is coming up. We that's too. Real. We didn't for we didn't forgive. No forgiveness. Um. Well, and not forgive, next... but still put up put up with your shit. Yeah. Our next book that we will be reading. Um. We're gonna come back in February. We're taking a little break so we can do our show with our friend Tom. Um. And recover from the trauma of VC Andrews. Okay. So our next book is a Fear Street Super Chiller by R.L. Stein. Everyone's favorite is called Broken Hearts. I don't know if anyone can see this, but this girl's opening her locker mm. on the cover, and there's a message in her locker that says, you're dead. Blake, do you want to read a little bit to us in like a creepy voice? Roses Does he have red. any other voice? Sorry. Shut up! <laughs> oh. I, was, I was starting. Sorry, sorry. Roses are red. Corpses are blue. On Valentine's Day, you'll die too. That so, just sounded an like R.L. Stein joint. Oh, what? <laughs> That's not my voice. So uh, we'll be doing Broken Hearts. So look for that in February. We're also going to have an episode with our friend Josh Head from More of That Presents Discographology. My other podcast. That's right. Um, One of my other. Before we go on, do you guys have any recommendations, Hannah? Uh, um, um, leave... Uh, <laughs> Leave, leave your, leave America. Come to Korea. Come hang out with me. That's my recommendation. I think that seems like a tight recommendation. <laughs> Are they hiring technical writers at all in South Korea? Um, probably not. But if you knew how to code, hell yeah, you could come. Do you know how to code? Shit. Um, all I know is uh, HTML and CSS. So we no. are, yeah, yeah, we code. <laughs> That's trash. Hanukkah, er, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Hannah, Han- Hannah, sending Jessica a learn to code on in real life. Oh boy, that's what people you teach. Though, can't I teach? Of course, you can teach. Anybody with a bachelor's right. can teach. Hi, but you can't be Tight. a tech. I'm going to go teach. I'm going to come teach. Yeah, you can. Come on down. He's... I don't want to though. Why? <laughs> he's gonna. He's coming over to teach sex ed and just talk about. <laughs> <him>. but... <laughs> I got some. Oh yeah. 
Let me tell you about that graveyard stuff. So Hannah's recommendation is to leave America and come to Korea as quickly as possible. Josh, recommendation. Uh, my recommendation would be to uh, check out Funko Pop and oh, God. just <laughs> everything they're doing. And I don't know. Just uh, check them out. No. Buy them. Uh, there's a no. Travis Barker run that's really good. And support, they're, they're giving support Josh them. money they need right it. now. Support, yes, support the real heroes. Forget about frontline workers and nurses. It's it's Funko. So, yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe to this, whatever they do. This was SpawnCon. Okay, Blake. Uh, I don't have anything. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't either. This <laughs> past week has been hell. Yeah. Uh, I recommend... Nothing s- has brought me happiness or joy. Stay off the internet. Uh, so, I mean, I guess... I recommend nachos because those are always delicious. Yeah. And they will never disappoint you. At least I hope they won't. So make yourself some good nachos. Smash your phone and disconnect from society and just kind of chill. Uh, My other recommendation is to probably avoid VC Andrews for a while if you can. Um, I I did it. So (laughs) I I should be getting props actually for doing self-care by not doing my job for the podcast. Um, I might have one recommendation, and that is to subscribe to our Patreon because Blake just dropped the first Are You There Pod EP. <laughs> uh, it features our theme song and also um, all the fun uh, Coldplay parodies that Blake has done on our <laughs> podcast throughout uh, the past year or so that uh, he's been it's, recording yeah. those. It's only a few, but. And includes such bangers as Plaid Yellow from Clueless. I'm trying to remember. The I didn't other know names. you were going to do my whole thing for me. Oh, do it. Go ahead. No, I don't. No, she's you doing just, you much better it. than you can, Blake. <laughs> you just did it. Patreon.com slash Ox Audio. The Are You There Pod the Songs EP is up now. If you subscribe, uh, I know a few people out there have been talking about the banger theme song by uh, 80s group Young Night Drifters. So the full version of that song that's never been heard before is now up for a high quality mp3 format patreon.com slash ox audio do it i love the theme song i downloaded it it's a banger i downloaded it uh what level is that a one dollar subscription level Uh, any if yeah one one dollar and up anybody who gives us anything gets uh, access to that one oh really okay to that ep yeah you can also access um, our Discord account and chat with us all the time. Yep. Aww. So there's a Are You There Pod channel. You we mm-hmm. we we keep it popping with Are You There Pod related <laughs> chat and a, a channel for every Ox podcast up in there too. And it's folks, it's popping off. I just got an alert that I have some messages to check on there. So is this sincere? Is it really? Is it really popping? It's popping off with the host, so why don't you get <laughs> get in there, mix it up. We're mix all up in with there because we're in there. I, I you can talk to us. And I the rest made of a the Phoebe hosts. Bridgers uh, graphic or 
made like make one. I no forget. emoji. Uh, emoji. Yeah, there, there's yeah. great emojis. If mm-hmm. you if you uh, subscribe, we'll let you make your own emojis. Um, you can talk to Tom, okay. uh, the host of our new podcast, Lupine Transmissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now international. Uh, his podcast is based out of Sydney, Australia. You can talk to me and Adam from Shelf Life. Mm. You can talk to me and my band from Discographology. Uh, best and of all, the rest. You can talk to me and Josh. Okay, about all your. Uh, your teen concerns all for only or non-teen <laughs> concerns right. only a dollar a month we get all this great content a dollar a month or five dollars a month or you know the sky's the limit and what you want to what you want i mean get. if you want to donate a hundred dollars a month god bless you <laughs> we, we can we can't stop you we can't legally stop you from giving me one hundred dollars a month i i have tried i have hired attorneys to try to stop right from making that so much. get yeah. I I have to put that in there because, folks, it costs money to host all these damn podcasts, and I, <laughs> and I am not I'm paying. Be, I am not helping I, out. I will tell you that <laughs> I'm being bled dry. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a patron, but it's you know it's a labor of love. These podcasts. So <laughs> so uh, anyway. Anyway, that's what we got going on. Uh, we'll see you in February. We're going to come back strong with some uh, R.L. Stein. Read along if you would like. Um, I don't think I have any other updates. Should the guests say it? Oh. Hannah, do you want to... See you later, horse girls. Nay. Yeah!